name is Sonia Lovell and I am obsessed with helping women navigate the magical, messy and, let's be honest, more hysterical moments of this thing called menopause. I'm a personal trainer and breast cancer survivor turned menopause coach. I help women understand what's going on, why and what they can do to navigate the menopausal transition. Gloss over the real talk? No way! Exhaustion, brain fog, loss of libido, loss of confidence and anxiety are just some of the topics that we'll chat about. Consider this a juicy happy hour with your new bestie and her friends. Settle in and get ready to learn and laugh. This is the Dare Menopause Podcast. are you? I'm great. Thanks, Sonia. I'm really well today. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, wonderful to be on with you today. My pleasure. Emma, why don't we start off by you introducing yourself? Tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and um, what you do. Sure. So yeah, my name's Emma Lagalo and I'm a wealth and mindset coach. Uh, I am also mum to for almost all teenagers um, and I have a blog called Mama's Day. And it really started as, you know, a place for those mums of, of teenagers to, to come. Um, it can be a little bit of a challenging time um, raising the kids of that age group. And so um, I started that, but then it sort of morphed into the coaching and um, yeah, it's sort of been a big change for me. I, I've, I've come from a marketing um, background and in 25 years in corporate. And over the last couple of years, I've yeah changed, moved into the, the coaching space, which I've just completely loved. It's a great experience experience for me. Amazing. And today we are going to talk about your personal menopause experience because it's um, a great story and it's a story that I really want to share with my listeners. So why don't you start us off? Sure. Yes. Okay. So I'm um, 47 now, I'm just turned 47 and I went through menopause when I was 45. So a, a couple of years ago, um, I guess my story like I like to share it in some ways because I feel um, it, it hopefully can empower women um, to not be so, um, I guess, afraid of of menopause um, and well perimenopause and all of that. I mean, and, and and I guess I was quite lucky that I didn't have a huge amount of symptoms. But really, I'll, I'll explain the story. So I've got four four children and. Um, my husband was sorting him, himself out for, um, you know, make sure we couldn't have any more children. And so, and I had <laughs> had an IUD for that time. Um, so that sort of masks your periods anyway, when you have an IUD. And um, when we went to, to get it out, I had to, it had to be removed with an ultrasound. And at the time the sonographer just had a look at my ovaries and she said, um, so I must've been probably about 42 at that point. And she said, are you, are you, plan to have children. And I went, oh my goodness, I've got four. No, I'm, I'm so done with that. And I said, oh, and then I sort of went, oh, why, why are you asking that question? And she said, oh, there's just not that many eggs left. And it was a little bit of a shock for me at that time because, you know, I hadn't really been thinking about, you know, my periods because they get masked when you have an IUD a lot of the time. And, but, you know, I just went on with, with life and it took a while for the periods to start again. Um, and eventually they did. But during that time I had a blood test as well, uh, which, I was actually in Hawaii at the time um, on a girl's trip with my girlfriends when my doctor messaged me to say that I'm in menopause. And so that was a bit of a shock um, for me at the time, even being in that sort of environment, like I must've been about 43 or 44. And I, and I was like, Oh my God. And, 
since then I did have after that time I did have a few more peri- a few more um periods and so then if that was even um like oh is he right I'm not sure and having spoken to you as well I know now that um your um it really depends it's a snapshot of, of exact that that exact moment whether or not um where your hormone levels are at and so sometimes yeah. higher and lower so I was definitely still in perimenopause at that point but at 45 I well, you know I 44 say I had my last period and I haven't you know didn't have one until I was 45 and so menopause far as the symptoms go, I, I guess because I maybe wasn't really aware, like maybe it was a bit like a placebo effect in some ways that I might, you know, I probably was waking up a little bit, having the night sweats and having that insomnia, but I, I just wasn't really thinking too much that of putting two and two together. Mm. Um, yeah, so much. Um, I know I'd be sitting in, in meetings at work and all of a sudden I'd, you know, get a bit of a flash and I'd take my cardigan off and then you know, <laughs> it would pass and I'd put it back on. But it was never overly deliberating for me um, to to go through it. But it just was, I guess, that little bit of a shock that I was, um, yeah, I just wasn't even really thinking that that was on, the, on my horizon at that point. And so there was that little moment of feeling like, oh, you know, I'm getting old and I'm no longer fertile. And those sort of thoughts went through my head. But as soon as they did, I just was like, I'm not going to let this define me in any way. And I'm just going to move me forward through it. Yeah. And, yeah. And I feel like it has actually given me so much more confidence as a woman as well. Um, since going through menopause, I, I feel like it's almost like this little switch in you um, that you do have that confidence. And it, it's funny how at around the same time, that's when I have resigned from my corporate job and I've taken this huge leap of faith into coaching and starting a blog and, and putting myself out there, which I think in, in the years prior, like I, I dreamed of it, but I never, I thought I would never have the confidence to do it. So yeah, that's a little bit of my story. <laughs> Wow. Amazing. And I do wonder sometimes when, um, you know, because 43, 40 to 45 is, is young for menopause. And you, you spoke a little bit about obviously the shock of that, because it wasn't even something that was on your horizon at all, not even perimenopause, let alone actually being in menopause. Did you experience any kind of grief, any like, oh, wow, I, really am not having any more children now, as opposed to it being a kind of a throwaway comment of, you know, don't worry, I'm done with that. Like, did you feel a shift with you within that at all? Yeah, I I definitely did feel, um, feel that a shift. I, I, there was a moment, I guess, of even thinking of my normal, like that, you know, that, oh, this is so young. Like, is that a normal thing? Um, I knew that I definitely didn't want to have any more children. Um, yeah. I haven't had a vasectomy. And so that was, that was never a thing, but it was more just about my virility. I think like it's mm. being, you know, a fertile woman, it's that first sort of, I guess, sign of, wow, like my body is aging and, um, and then just grappling with, with that a little bit was probably more what it was. But as I said, I, I was just not going to let it define me. Um, and yeah, I haven't really. So yeah, I think I've, I've navigated it well, but there definitely was some grief and there was some time where like, even now talking to you, it's taken, it's not something that I have been incredibly open about. I know even my friends will talk about it and I know will, but it's not something like I'm sort of the poster girl to say, I'm menopause and whatever it's sort of when it when it comes up when I feel that it I can add value by sharing that information about me yeah that's amazing and thank you for sharing I really appreciate anybody that's open enough to talk about their story because I truly believe that 
we support others by sharing our stories and encouraging for anyone that perhaps has been in your similar situation to not feel like they are. Is it me? Am I the only one that goes through it this early? And you know, goes through all of the emotions and experiences that are attached to that. But I'm really keen to delve into with you that confidence that you talk about that has, you know, blossomed, I guess, since you have, excuse me, now know that you are postmenopausal. And how do you describe that that kind of unfolded for you? Obviously, it's linked into you just making the decision to leave corporate. What did you kind of go through that made you then realize, wow, I actually feel like a part of me is different to what it was before? Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. And it's a great sort of spin on it because I've often used um, the pandemic and, you know, going as us or going into lockdown as being my light bulb moment, um, which was in 2020. So I guess that was just after I, I probably was really deemed to be in menopause. Um, and I had that experience of life slowing down and to be able to reflect on where I was at in my life. And was I doing the things that I, that I, you know, really wanted to do in my life? I just feel so many of us women are just, you know, on autopilot and, you know, we have the mental load, we have our careers, we have our families, we have our friends, we have our career, yeah, all of that. And we're not really taking that time to really reflect. And so I I really felt like that was the time when I was working from home and had that moment to say, I really want to write. Am I ever going to do that? Um, And I thought about it in the past, but I just never thought I would have the time. But now in the question you're asking me, I, I would say there was also that shift that was happening for me as well at that time to feel that it was time that I had, that I, that I could do it. And I think it really comes back to even not caring so much what people think mm. maybe when you get to this point. And I don't know how that's connected to us, you know, being more fertile or, or whatever, or is it the hormones or maybe it's the nurturing even that we have as we are um, in those fertile years. But for me, it, it, that's what it came down to because it was always, I think I, when I used to think about starting a blog and, and putting myself sort of more in a public forum, you know, I'd shy away, like how mm-hmm. could I even, oh, that's not going to happen. And then all of a sudden it, it it sort of has and I feel like it that has helped me with um, with that and maybe not even going through the, having the, the rigorous cycles of each month um, as well where it, it is so, it's a lot on your body and so that, taking that away has probably also supported me. Yeah, it's really interesting because that is a comment that I hear from so many women and I know I experienced it myself as well. And, it, you know, I truly believe that there are gifts that come with being postmenopausal. And freedom, I think, is one. I felt like there was all of a sudden so much more space for me to be me and not me to be mum. And, you know, obviously we're still mothers and we're still parenting but there, there, there is definitely, I feel, a shift into this is my time now and their space is opened up for us to kind of in, investigate what that might be for us individually. But the other thing that I hear a lot is what you just mentioned, which is that I actually don't give a shit what anyone else thinks anymore. And it is really interesting to to kind of reflect on where that comes from. And you're right. I think maybe it is that we, you know, as our hormones shift and we move out of that nurturing, um, you know, baby bearing stage 
into this more, yeah, I don't know. I don't quite know how to put it into words, but you do move into a phase where you do feel a lot more like, well, I actually don't care what other people think so much anymore. And yeah. And I do wonder why that happens, but you're right. I think it is probably the, the, the transition from one phase of life into the other and the change that the hormones make on, on all aspects of our body. Yeah. I, I, I think that's really true. And I think it's, yeah, even, knowing yourself a little bit more as well, like that you have that space to to know more who you are. And and for me, I guess being younger and I still had young younger kids, yep. I'm still in that nurturing phase, you know, whereas maybe women that are that little bit older, then the kids are nearly, you know, are more independent and they've they've flown the coop. And so you can see how it Oh no, they never fly the coop. So I'm really <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry to break that to you. <laughs> Oh, don't tell me that today. <laughs> yeah, that's the pipe dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Are you, uh, <laughs> you have four. I only have two, yeah. I can, uh, having, having a full house of, you know, four plus potentially partners is a whole different story. Yeah, I guess it, yeah, it, it, it never really does does change but it may be it even just that in more independence around I mean I'm still driving my kids everywhere all the time is that sometimes you feel like you're just a slave to the yeah you're just the, you know the uber driver of dropping them here dropping them there and trying to fit little bits and pieces in whereas that once they get older they're more independent so you you can have more time for yourself to be able to work out what you what it is that you know that you want to do and and then it comes back to even the wisdom as well that I feel mm. we 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 gain throughout our lifetimes. And then when you have the confidence to actually communicate that wisdom as well, I think that that's, that's part of, you know, the piece of the puzzle for me, um, without a doubt. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think there is definitely, um, there is definitely some wisdom and an ability to, to step into the lived experience that we've gained where, like you say, when you don't have the time and the freedom to be, perhaps thinking about how you can use that to the, to its highest value because you are so caught up in everyone else's schedules as opposed to your own that you, when we do get into this, you know, and I'm a little bit older than you and my kids are a little bit older, there is definitely much more opportunity to use that wisdom in a way that you couldn't, couldn't earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's so true. And, but it also then speaks to as we do, make this transition and step into this part of our lives that it is a great time to really consider what you want to do as well with your life. Um, so I know you said that, that they're always around, but you do have a lot more time for yourself. And so you really want to be able to try and do what it is that's going to make you happy and, and bring you joy and light you up in, in your life. Um, yeah, 100%. Like- and, you know, when we look at how much of our life is still left, mm. you know, you take the queen, for example, who who recently passed. I'm going to timestamp when we recorded this, but um, you know she was 96. Women are living so much longer now, and the opportunities to either run your own business or to grow a new career or to step further up into your career that you may already have, there is so much more opportunity to do that now than there was previously. And that's where I get excited about it. It's like, well, you know, okay, I'm 52, but I could still be here and. 45 years. And, you know, there is a whole lot of living to be done in that time. Yeah, that's so true. It is really, it is our midlife at this, at this point. And so that's why I think it is. And I love sharing my story that there is, yeah, it's not the end of the road. I mean, it's halfway of, of your life, hopefully. And yeah, you've got so much more life to live and to be able to do it without 
you know, so much of that fear of worrying what other people think and having a lot more wisdom um, of like lived experience to know, you know, where you want to, what you want to do, how you want to live your life, how you want to treat people, how you want to be treated yourself and mm. um, all of that. I think it's, yeah, it, it's incredible. And that's why I, I yeah, admire so much what you have done um, with advocating for perimenopause and this transition in your life. And I know your story was a lot more extreme than, you know, than mine. Um, and I feel really lucky that, you know, that mine wasn't as full on. And I know for a lot of women, it can be, it can be, um, yeah, it can be yeah. a lot. So, And I think that's where I, I really, I want to make sure that everybody listening is, you know, aware of and understands is that, that, you know, going through perimenopause is a unique journey for every single woman. It is literally like every pregnancy is different. Like, and even this, you know, you've had four pregnancies, one pregnancy can be completely different to your, the next pregnancy, you know, everyone's birth experience is different. Um, and menopause is exactly the same perimenopause, menopause. It's every single woman will have a different trajectory, a different path that she takes and she will um, go through different symptoms and she'll manage things differently. And there are so many factors that come into play as to how that will come out. And, and that's why I think it's so important that we talk about it so openly. You know, it's not because we're trying to, you know, and I, I know I've read comments from people who go, oh, this fear mongering around perimenopause, like, you know, it's not that bad and and don't don't bring fear into it for, for people. And, and I don't think anyone should fear it. But I think we should be aware of it and I think we should be aware so that, you know, we can we can help each other through it. And if I might go through it, like cruise through it, but my friend, my best friend might not or my sister might not. And I, I want to have enough knowledge to be able to help them. And that's why I think these conversations are so important. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think it's really important that we we do lift the veil um, and make it something that remove the stigma around, you know, talking about it because I yeah talk to my friends and when you actually start to scratch the surface especially like they've maybe had a couple of drinks and they're feeling a little bit more open and honest about things like it's it's crazy that the things that people are suffering and not even talking about and I think just to to talk like you said are there 35 known symptoms? yeah something that, that I think it's 32 or 35 actually yeah. recognized official yeah. symptoms yeah of menopause and one not every, everyone will experience the same symptoms. So, mm. you know, mm. or combination of symptoms and not everyone exp- will experience all symptoms. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a very broad list of things that you could go through mm. and it, and it is could, um, mm. but it's, it's important to have the awareness around it. I think it is. And I think that's where we, you know, if you don't have that awareness or um, knowledge, then you could really start to scare yourself like that there's something even more you know and I know you, you should always get checked um you've said as soon as things do start to change you absolutely know, and and all of that but just to, to yeah to not live in that uncertainty of you know worry of like oh is this perimenopause or is this something more dire or you know am I going crazy because I know like the mood swings can happen as well and it, then even for your loved ones to be able to you know tell them that I think this is happening for me so bear with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, 100% well. to be to be able to and you know I um did an episode with Ellie Dado um and it's like episode 3 or 4 I think um and one of the things that Ellie talks about is it was so important to her to be able to openly communicate with her husband and her children 
what she was going through, why she was feeling the way that she was feeling so that they could support her in whatever way was their way of supporting her. Not so that it was like, leave me alone, I'm going through perimenopause, but so that if she said, and she gave a great example of where, you know, she was feeling a little bit more reclusive and a little bit more like she didn't really want to be kind of out and about being happy, you know, Ellie. So, you know, the the family be going out and she'd go, you know what, guys, I actually am going to sit this one out. And there wouldn't be any judgment around that and there wouldn't be any kind of cajoling her to change her mind because she'd stated up front, this is what I'm going through. It's making me feel like this. And there's going to be times when I might not choose to join in with some of the stuff that you guys are going on, but I want you to go off and do that and enjoy it and have a great time. But just respect the fact that right now, this is what I need to do. Yeah. I think that, yeah, for that reason alone, I think it's it's amazing. And for me, I probably wasn't even aware when, you know, I probably did have a few brain snaps around that period and wasn't really even aware of why. Like I can remember even getting into the mirror, I was just angry all the time. And I'm like, why? Like I've got nothing to even be angry about. But it, now in hindsight, I can probably say it probably was, you know, just the, yeah. Some of those hormonal shifts. So, yeah. And irrational, sometimes a bit irrational behavior as well. But so it's good to know as well. So then you can go, aha, uh-huh, that is why I'm feeling how I'm feeling. So if, yeah. if for anything, then it, we just start to, you know, bring it into more mainstream conversation. Then, you know, I was, we were talking about it at lunch actually on my birthday. And I know like my husband just, you know, tries to change the subject, you know, and, and then we started talking about something, but I'm like, no, they need to know. Like it, it, it's not something that, you know, is something to be ashamed of. Or ashamed of or like embarrassed that. of. or yeah it's, yeah, it's not. We've got to stop lifting up that rug and sweeping it under. Mm. Like we're over 50% of the population in the world, mm. <laughs> you know, it, mm. and, 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 and I'm so pleased that you had that conversation with your husband and was like, no, we actually need to talk about this. Like, you know, it's funny how um, there are certain subjects that, that some people just really feel that shouldn't be discussed out in the open. But mm. I think the more that we discuss them in the open, like we've already talked about, the better. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, I hope but if it's helped one person, as you know, then I'm I'm happy. <laughs> Amazing. So, Emma, what is what is the one piece of advice that you would give to to a woman that perhaps is listening? Maybe she has gone through an an earlier transition into menopause. Um, what's your one piece of advice that you'd like to leave the listeners with? I think it would just be like to, you know, to try and get a little bit of clarity around, um, around, you know, is it really happening? But then I would just say, this is, you know, it's not like a really a diagnosis or anything like that. It's just something to go with the flow and to know that there's so much more, there's a lot of positivity on the other side. There, there, yeah. there really is. Amazing. Thanks, Emma. Now, the one question that I ask all my guests to wrap up our conversation is, Emma, what are you listening to, watching or reading right now that is bringing you joy? So I'm really just loving Brene Brown at the moment. Um, all of her, all of her books, uh, Atlas of the Heart was, was really great. Um, the Gifts of Imperfection, all of them. Um, yeah, I just love, she talks about vulnerability and she talks about shame, but I think it's really, is, again, like stepping into this sort of next stage of our life where we we just own who we are and, you know, celebrate being vulnerable and um, being authentically ourselves, I think. So I love Brene Brown. Yeah, I love Brene too. I think she's amazing. <laughs> Emma, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me, Sonia. I've yeah really loved um, connecting with you, and um, yeah, I think what you're doing is just incredible for for women, all women that are going to go through this 
transition and I appreciate yeah you giving me the time to come on today. Thank you for listening today. I am so grateful to have these conversations with incredible women and experts. And I'm grateful that you chose to hit play on this episode of Dear Menopause. If you have a minute of time today, please leave a rating or a review. I would love to hear from you because you are my biggest driver for doing this work. If this chat went way too fast for you and you want more, head over to stellawomen.com.au slash podcast for the show notes. And while you're there, take my midlife quiz to see why it feels like midlife is messing with your head. 